And is Michael Thomas not reporting concerning for anyone drafting right now? Plus, 2019 Pros versus Joe's Drafter, Football Guys Players Championship League winner and $100,000 FFPC champ John Gifford drops by, as well as Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship Commissioner Farrell Elliott. We've got a great show for you. Dave Gerzak is here. I'm Eric Balkman. Stick around. Your high-stakes fantasy football hour starts now. everybody. If you got KRS and I'm on the mic and premieres on the break. Broadcast live and heard around the world. You are now listening to the most entertaining hour of radio on the planet. It's the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com with your hosts, Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. The High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is your home for football analysis from the best fantasy players in the world. And now, because no one else was available, here are Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. With the master Greetings and salutations, all of you Balkaholics and Gerzakinatics. I am your slightly above average host, Eric Balkman, or is it below average? I always forget. I think it's below average host. And the Dizzle, Dave Gerzak, coming at you tonight on the latest episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour, brought to you by MyFFPC.com. Of course, uh, live from the studio here tonight. Uh, patron Santa Fantasy Football, Dave the Dizzle Gerzak is with me as well. Coming up on tonight's show is Kiki QT, a top 25 receiver in 2019, the latest on the surprising change in the Miami backfield, and more. Plus, John Gifford hangs out with us to chat about his 2019 pros versus Joe strategy, and we get the latest fantasy football updates from Kentucky with the KFFSC Commissioner Farrell Elliott and much, much more. Uh, it is uh, it's exciting. Because uh, we have um, Pros versus Joe is going on right now. And uh, we did three shows last week. We do uh, three shows coming up this week. And Dave, as you pointed out earlier, it, this is like night four of five. Or excuse me, this is the first night of four. I, I don't even know what I'm talking about. It's like one of five when we have four out of five days in a row. Well, out of our next five days having a show. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I never turn the stupid microphone off. Because I, I, hold on. For, number one, I always forget. Number two, you're still broadcasting. Um, I, I, don't know, I don't know if that's necessarily good to do that. I'm <laughs> just telling you right now. Um, all right. Just because there's no radio shacks anymore, there's still places that make these cheesy, crappy microphones that we can buy them online. Um, I, it's not, it's not, a, it's not a microphone issue. It is a, uh, it is an issue it's with a turning it on issue. Yeah, it's a turning it on issue. <laughs> um, so how's everything going with you, dude? Is uh, we we um, we're having a bit of technical difficulties here. I should be able to uh, to fix this here shortly. But is everything going well for you, my friend? Uh, yeah, everything's going great for me. Uh, I'm having no problems whatsoever. The chat room is live, and it is playing through the chat. I, I don't know what the issues are. The issue is um, we're having some uh, some difficulty. John Gifford can't call. Getting us. John Gifford on right now, <laughs> and uh, everything else seems to be going swimmingly. Dave, can you tell everybody a little bit about what's going on for the FFPC main event this year? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, well, guys, the grand prize is nice. It's five hundred thousand dollars, half a million. Not the, the crappy $250,000, you know, some power grand prize we used to have. You know, back in 2008, the grand prize was $75,000, and we only had 180 teams, actually. So we've gone quite a bit, uh, run quite a bit since then. However, so the early bird deadline uh, for the early draft spots is, early bird deadline and the early draft spot deadline is kind of over. But uh, if you haven't, you know, picked up a team yet, you can. Uh, they're, I think it's... Uh, 1850 or something like that. Yeah, that sounds accurate. Yeah, but only 1500 for a second team. So I always say buy two teams at once. Uh, you can play online. You can play in Las Vegas. We have a we have a, our live event is in uh, Planet Hollywood in Las Vegas. That's always a great time. Um, prizes are 11,000 bucks. The overall prize pool will exceed three million dollars this year. Uh, so it's a, it's a time. We're actually starting drafts earlier. Right. It's the third preseason when drafts start. 
Uh, this way we can override the uh, Kentucky Women's Fantasy Football Championship and put them out of business if we can. Okay. Just kidding, actually. We're going to have Farrell, our good buddy, coming, coming in later. Allegedly. We're going we're gonna to find out about oh, that yeah. right now. All right. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. So I, I did some finagling here, uh, did some bulky rigging, and I believe now, now Dave, you, you probably want to get, get the old cans on there here, uh, on, on the head, and I think we have John Gifford here, and people in the chat room can let us know if, uh, if you are, if, uh, if they can indeed hear John. But, John, are you there? I'm here. John is here. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. The okay. question is, can oh, the awesome. listeners hear you? I think Dave is checking in, <laughs> checking okay. in on that right now. Okay. You stop talking. Oh, yeah, sorry, kid. <laughs> so is John coming through, yeah, Dave? Yeah. Perfect. All right. John, I'm going to give the loud – I'm going to give, give you the long, flowery interview. Hopefully the uh, ice cream tastes better than this, this interview. <laughs> John has been a high-stakes player yeah. since 2001 and with the FFPC since 2009. In the last six years alone, he's won more than $100,000 with the FFPC thanks to back-to-back overall runner-up finishes in the world-famous FFPC Playoff Challenge, plus main event and football guys league titles and championships in both the 1250 and 750 live auctions in Vegas. You can watch him draft Right here live, Monday night, 9, 8 central, in the 2019 FFPC Pros versus Joe's competition. Please welcome in, once again, to the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour, Mr. John Gifford. John, welcome in tonight. How are you doing, man? Good. How are you guys doing? Well, we're doing a little bit better now that we, that we have you on. We're excited for this. Uh, you know what I didn't realize when, uh, you know, you and I are exchanging some, uh, a few emails, you have been yeah. one step away from... Um, legendary greatness as you've come in second place in the playoff challenge the last two years. What's what's that two been like? Oh that's, my God. So, and so that's still like what, 70,000 that you banked in the last two years on that? Uh, yes. Yep. Uh, two years ago, I lost the championship by point four points. Oh man. So that, that was like, that was like just one more yard for anybody. It would have, it would have done it. So that that was crazy watching that. And then last year, uh, I got lucky and came in second. Yeah, a lot of luck involved. There's, no, no, there's not a lot of skill no, Well, there's mostly skill, but there is some luck. I think you and I can both admit that, uh, no question. Yeah, my, John, my wife and my kids bring me down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, don't listen to them. I mean, you know, look, you know build yourself up, buddy. Yeah. No, and listen we're gonna, to my dog. <laughs> John, I want to get I, I want to get into fantasy football. Clearly, um, we we, we yep. need to pick your brain and and get into yep. uh, your personal feelings on you know different strategies, draft philosophy, and players. Before yep. we do that tonight, for the uh, first time ever, Eric's going to ask you a question about what you do. For well, and that's the thing because Dave sort of alluded to it. You and I, or Dave and I, both know what you do. But can you tell the listeners what you do for a living? And then the breaking news. Uh, about yeah. your business yeah. that, that you can share with the listeners tonight. Sure. Uh, my brother Roger and I and our family own uh, an ice cream company, Giffords Ice Cream, here in Maine. And the exciting we've been doing that all our lives. And uh, the exciting news we got just two days ago is that we're the official ice cream of the New, New England Patriots for Holy this year and the next five years. That yeah, the next crap. five years. Yeah, and we'll be coming up with a, a flavor for them. We've already got the flavor, but we can't announce it until uh, the end of August. Wow. The funny thing is, the funny thing is, my brother and I are giant fans. (laughs) But this is a business deal, a good business deal. (laughs) That is fantastic. So so is it Brady Brownie Batter or something like that? Edelman Crunch? No, you're not even close. (laughs) Oh, good. I hope not. (laughs) I hope that it wasn't. No, it's a lot of fun. My my son really pulled that off. Yeah, that is fantastic. That's a, well, congratulations, dude. That's By the way, well, you, thank you. You've been coming to Las Vegas uh, for many years now, John. Right? How, how many years have you been coming? Since two thousand and one. Two thousand one. First you know, year we came. Wow. Yeah, first ahead. year we came. We just came for one draft. Now we come for multiple drafts. That's awesome. And if you, if, you know, would it would it help help you out if I if I Sent you um, some dry ice or whatever, so you could actually, for the first time, bring us some freaking ice cream. You know? <laughs> well, over here, the actually, event. actually, we we serve Wahlburgers out there, and we have a few accounts in Las Vegas. Well, what the hell? Oh, this is it? <laughs> it's all coming together. We now. keep that a secret, though. You know, we we don't want to promote. 
have we have Doc Kika's Christmas wine yeah, this, we, this year. Yeah. All right. We're, we're, we, the Giffords ice cream is already out in Vegas. We just need to find it. Yeah, just it's ship, all lock yep. it in. Yep. Ship an extra pail or two yep. to Wahlburgers, and we'll just we'll go pick it up. <laughs> there we go. There we go. All right. This is all the Wahlburgers. Yeah. All right. That's listen. Congratulations. That is fantastic. Well, thank you. Year. Thank you very and, much. And yeah. uh, let's let's talk about fantasy here. We have obviously, you know, with dawn of training camps, Dave. We got some holdout news here. Yeah. So what is, what's the deal, John? So we got Zeke Elliott, Melvin Gordon, Michael Thomas. Their contracts, you know, they're not happy with them. Are you? Yep. Uh, you know, you got Pro versus Joe's coming up. Football guys, you're asked. Are you concerned about any of them more than the other or in general, or what's your overall position and uh, kind of strategy with regard to those three players? Uh, on these, uh, Melvin Gordon is the one that really, really concerns me. I think he's going to be staying out for a while. That's my opinion. And personally, I would not draft him uh, until late third, early fourth. And I know he'll somebody will probably take him in the second round tomorrow or Monday night, but um, I'm not going to touch him until uh, if he was there late third. I'd have to think about it. I think he may be out for a long time. Even though they're going to miss him, I think he's going to be out for a long time. I think and I'm not like concerned that. about Zeke. Yeah, I'm not concerned about Zeke. He needs to get back in there by August 6th, or he's going to lose, you know, an accrued season, right. uh, free agency season. And Mike Thomas, I think they're they're getting closer. I think he'll sign. That's that's my opinion. So, but. Those guys I wouldn't shy away from, but Melvin I will. And yeah, you know I'm, I agree with you actually because one of the things I think is I, I think that Jerry Jones, uh, the Dallas yeah. Cowboys owner, I think he's kind of like a player's owner. I just don't think that I think he personally, for his own reputation, wouldn't want a Zeke holdout, you know, throughout the season or whatever. I just, what do you think about that? I, I agree with you. He's uh, he wants to fill the seats. He wants to be a fan pleaser. And he does a great job with promoting and all. And if you don't have Zeke, the team runs through Zeke, in my opinion. I know you've got Amari Cooper and you've got Dak there and Witten coming back, which uh, doesn't really get me too excited anyway. But uh, you, need, you need Zeke. You need Zeke. And he knows that. Yeah, I agree. And, and there's not there's not a whole lot of talent behind him, which is which is why Jerry Jones knows that that Elliot needs to get in there. Uh, question exactly. from uh, yeah. the the chat room here tonight for you, John. Uh, Waskai wants yeah. to know Austin Eckler or Justin Jackson, the one to pick up. And before you answer that, I'll let you know right now that according to FFPC Best Ball Drafts over the last three days. Austin Eckler is currently going on average at the 711. Uh, Justin mm-hmm. Jackson is currently going at the 1303. Does one of those represent yep. a better value for you? Which one of those guys are you targeting if you believe that Gordon is going to miss some time? Yeah, I would go with Justin Jackson a little later. Even though it's a PPR league and Eckler is really good, I just think he's better suited uh, for their offense long-term and for at least first and second downs, I think he can catch the ball too. So I, I would wait on him. I, there's some other targets I'd rather take before I took Eckler anyway. Yeah. I, you know, and Eckler, I mean, he's rising, he's rising, rising, rising. And his mm-hmm. price is, mm-hmm. it, it's not going up. It, or I mean, excuse me, it's mm-hmm. not staying the same. It's going up. He's gone as high as the yep. six ten over the last yep. uh, three days. And he's going to continue to rise. John, let's let's talk yep. about the other news that's coming out of the the Giants camp here. Sterling Shum, yep. uh, Sterling Shum, Sterling Shepherd, Shepherd yep. broke his thumb. Excuse me. Now this is yep. in your wheelhouse here. He breaks his thumb. Thumb. Corey Coleman tears his ACL. So are you dinging? Yep. Uh, and, and we know Coleman's out for the year. But are you dinging Shepherd in your rankings? And conversely, are you dinging more importantly Eli Manning. Oh, yeah, well, I, I don't know how much yeah, you can ding him at, at this point, but. Um, yeah. Are you dinging Shepard in your rankings? And then you look at Evan Engram and Golden Tate. Are you moving them up your boards? Boy, uh, with the Giants, I think everything there is going to go through um, Barkley. The problem is they're going to be putting – defenses aren't stupid. They're going to be putting eight in a box, and he'll still get his yards. But I'm looking more at moving Shepard down a tier. I, I do rankings now, not as really rankings, more in tiers. Uh, I've had more success with that. And I like Evan Ingram this year, even before the news on Shepard, because I think he's going to take some of Odell's um, deep roots. There's no one else. There's no one else. Um, uh, Tate is a great third down and uh, possession receiver. And then you've got Darius Slayton, a rookie, 
who I think is going to move up the boards or at least get drafted. Let's put it that way. He hasn't been, <laughs> been drafted a lot of times, but he's a guy I'm looking at late um, to come up and maybe grab a few, or it's going to be Cody Latimer. Cody Latimer. I can't believe we're still talking about him in 2019, but he is relevant. He seems like he'd be 40. (laughs) He might be. (laughs) He might might be. He was with Denver long enough. Golden Tate, for what it's worth, guys, currently going at the 908 in uh, FFPC best balls. Dave, I expect that number to rise, obviously, with the Shepard news. I think so, too. Yeah, Yeah, I think you're right. All right, but I'm afraid of him being number one with the Giants. Yeah, it's tough. Yep. Yeah, he's not he's not the size of receiver you want to be number one for sure. Um, so let's no, move on to the Indianapolis Colts we're going to move on to. Despite a hip injury yeah. last season, offseason kidney issue, Jack Doyle sounds no. like a you know kind of like a secret agent of some sort. No. Nah, it's too doofy yeah. to sound like a freak. Well, more like a CIA guy. Like, what is this? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like a, like a special agent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Special agent special Doyle. Special agent Jack Doyle practiced the starter <laughs> on the first day of the whole training camp. Um, yeah. So, Ebron is not, apparently not the starter after, I don't know, 10, 12 touchdowns or whatever. How does that affect you? As how, how are you viewing Doyle and uh, Ebron himself in drafts or something? If, yeah, if, he's, if he's healthy, which they say he is, my opinion, those two players are very similar um, as far as how many receptions they might receive and also touchdowns, even though Ebron went had 13 last year, I don't think that's going to happen this year, not with uh, Funches there and with Doyle back again, if he's healthy. And I would take him, he's going around the 10th round, I think, or in that area. I would take him and pass on Ebron, who's going in around the seventh round. Um, that, that's my opinion. I think it's a better value. Ebron scares me. He had eight touchdowns once with uh, Detroit. But Doyle is a better blocker. He's going to get more snaps, and he's going to uh, see the field a lot more than, than Ebron will. And, you know, he's, he's shown that in the past when they both were on the field a short time last year. I expect the, the ADP yep. to correct because right now it's pretty crazy. Eric Ebron at the 603 yep. on average, Jack Doyle going at the yeah, 1106. That's, that's five rounds yeah, that's, of difference. Yeah, and, and, and too, I'm too big a spread because they're they're both going to be. I think you guys maybe you would agree. You know, fifty plus receptions and five hundred plus yards, and you know four or five TDs maybe for Doyle, and maybe Ebron will get. I'm thinking maybe half of last year, six, maybe seven, because Funches is going to steal some of those, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, no, I, I, I think you're right, and, and we haven't even mentioned the rookie Paris Campbell, who I think is, is exactly. also going to have an impact on that offense, too, no question. Yep. Let's move on, yep. uh, and, and we're talking with John Gifford tonight, a, a $100,000 winner in the FFPC over the last five years here, runner-up in the playoff challenge the last two years, numerous main event guys, players' championship league titles. Let's talk about Duke Johnson here. This is a guy that, that we've been paying attention to over the course of, of the offseason. You know, he's been in trade rumors. We don't know how Cleveland's going to use him. When you look at him, John, how do you treat him in drafts knowing that he's going to be catching passes for Cleveland for the bulk of the regular season in the FFPC? Yep. We don't know exactly what his role is going to be when Kareem Hunt comes back in week nine. So how do you handle Duke Johnson right now? Before you answer that, I'll let you know that he is currently going at the 14-10 in FFPC basketballs. Yeah, to me, that's a good value. And the way I look at these is, um, right, he's healthy. He's on the field. Duke Johnson, or um, uh, Hunt's not there. Hunt wasn't there last year. So I'm, I'm looking at and drafting Duke like Hunt's not there. I'm not worried about week nine when he comes back because so many things, you guys know this, and all fantasy players know this, so many things will happen from today until week nine. I mean, um, Chubb could get hurt, you know, and Duke could be number one back for a while. You know, you don't know, or he could be traded. I, I doubt it, but he could be traded. And he's just a, a good, good, in my opinion, a really, really good PPR guy. And uh, I, I love those kind of guys in this league. And he's going to get you the 50, 60 receptions or more, and he's going to get you some rushing yards. He, he's a good, a good back, and at that, place in the draft to me that's a great great value and uh, I, I don't like picking a guy that's going to be out for eight uh, I won't pick a guy that's going to be out eight eight weeks or starting right. in week nine that to me just is a wasted pick because I don't right. know if he's going to play when he gets back 
I agree with you. I mean, that, too many unknowns. Too many. I always have thought Hunt has been drafted way too early. I mean, what is it? What does ADP? I can tell you over the last three days in FFPC best balls, Dave, he is an at, going on average at the 11.02, as high as the 7.12. Well, no thanks. Yeah, that, no, I mean, to me, it just doesn't make sense. And is he staying in shape? You know, what do these guys do? Even the guys that hold out. I remember Isaac Bruce. Remember all these guys with oh, these sure. friends and they and. Uh, you know, I used to love Isaac Bruce, and he burned me a couple of years, and it's because these guys just get hurt. Yeah, no, that makes a whole lot of sense. By the way, uh, yep. side question, John. Uh, have you seen the video the recent, like the video of uh, seeing of people that held out? You know, Lady Annabelle Bell held out for a whole year, um, this yep. year, and then people, there were rumors he was 260. And then he posted a video yep. with a whole bunch of language on Twitter, but it was him, you know, running, running and so forth. I mean, he looks like stone-cold ripped. I mean, he is in fantastic yep, shape. Have you seen him? Have you seen Lady on golf? Yes, I have. But again, it's not with pads and everything else. <laughs> I, I don't know. And is what? Where's the guy's head too? I just don't get these guys. To be honest, I, I just don't get it. And yeah, the other, the other thing to keep in mind, Le'Veon Bell. I mean, for what it's worth, guys, he is going as the sixth running back off the board at the end of the first round. So it is a bit yep. of a leap of faith to take him at the 111. But you could do a lot worse. No yep. question, Dave. Very no good. question about it. All right, so we've been he's talking a, about great back. Yep. You know what? I'm glad you mentioned that because we've been talking about great backs. Let's talk about um, Kalen Village instead. Yep. Um, not a great back. He, he took the first snap in the Dolphins' backfield. Uh, <laughs> apparently, over Kenyon Drake. Uh, they, they hate the Drake down there in Miami, or something's going on. So, what, what do you think? Is there something else that, that we should be taking seriously? I, we heard rumors that Village can't catch passes. Yeah, I know. I, I don't get it either. And uh, my feeling is maybe they're trying to wake up Drake a little bit. Uh, they don't like him. Something's going on there that's really weird. Or, you know, maybe they just don't have a lot of depth there. You guys know that where they got Gaskin is number third, or the third one. They got Mark Walton on the roster. I mean, not real deep. So maybe uh, they're just seeing what they've got for a backup. And I hope they don't go into the running back by committee deal like half the teams in the NFL or more are doing now. But I don't, I don't think Kenyon Drake's um, spot at number one back is in jeopardy. Not with Village. I mean, wow. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> uh, they don't have a lot on offense anyway. That's for sure. Yeah, no, no question on that. I'm just looking. I mean, I know Kalen Village was not a um, pedigreed guy. It's not like he was a first-round pick. Yeah. I'm just curious as to where he went in the NFL draft. I know he came out of Arizona State, Dave. He was a fourth-round pick. The I think he was a fourth-round pick. Yeah. Fourth-round pick, 131 overall. So it's it certainly would be – I mean, that would be the story of the offseason for Miami if he ended up being the number one back. But I'm I'm with you. Like, it's 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 yeah. very difficult for me to throw out all this information and all what we've seen with Kenyon Drake – to consider himself a, or to consider him a backup at this point in the season, Dave. No way. It's like this Dawson Knox guy you've been hearing about people drafting in Buffalo. I was, I was reading and researching on this guy. He never caught a touchdown pass in college. <laughs> not even one? Does that make sense? He never not caught a, one. Not a one. That's amazing. Not a one. That's and pretty tough to do, Austin. And I'm saying, okay, all of a sudden the guy's got hands. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, he must have grown some hands. I just I, don't. I don't get some of these uh, these guys that are going early. And maybe they know something more than I do. I know there's a lot of people that know a lot more than I do. I was um, just I was, yeah. I, I was listening to the Football Guys um, Audible podcast the other day, and Cecil Lammy was was talking about when you know he works for the Broncos or whatever, and and he was telling the story from I don't know how many years ago. It was probably five or six years ago where the Broncos uh, ended up having the final pick of the draft, and they took um, Richard Quinn, a tight end, and he was from somewhere on the West Coast, or at least the western part of the country. And this dude had like 12 or 16 catches in four years. Not touchdowns, catches. Yeah, catches. And and they're blowing a draft pick on him. Like, my God, what what is – and that was a Josh McDaniels pick, by the way. We all know how he ended up (laughs) in in that Oh, yeah, no no question. Well, my first, my first time going to Vegas, and I'd never done this big thing before, and I was all from the heart and picking giants and everything. My tight end, and this is how much I know, was Howard Cross. I mean, <laughs> that's like brain dead. Howard <laughs> Cross, I mean, he was terrible. 
I mean, that, I learned a lot that first year. I learned I didn't know what the hell I was doing, number one, and I better <laughs> study a little more before I go out to Vegas again. Well, maybe you got, yeah, a, few years of, you got a few years of Jeremy Shockey, at least. Shockey oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, thank God. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> yeah, but, oh, my word. Well, yeah, Howard Cross, yeah, he got me a lot of points. <laughs> if they could have had negative points, I would have had negative points. You are not going to get Howard Cross references on any other fantasy football podcast this year other than the high <laughs> fantasy football hour. <laughs> John Gifford, a six-figure winner in the FFPC, joins us tonight. Let's talk a little bit about pros versus Joes, John, because you're going to be drafting uh, in this competition on Monday, which we will cover on this show. You have the uh, number 10 pick in the I Must Break You yep. Beat number 5. Now, obviously, you don't know who's going to be there uh, because there's nine picks before you. But can you can you let the listeners in sort of on your draft philosophy for when you do have like a pick at nine or ten or eleven or twelve? Sort of, uh, you know, the, the how maddening it can be knowing the players you want, but knowing a lot can happen in the first you know nine, eight or nine picks uh, to to see what yep. you're left with that ten. What's your mentality? How do you treat that when you have a late first but an early second round pick? Yeah, what I what I normally do or I've learned to do over the years is I, I wait to see what comes to me, and I don't try to plan like I'm going to take uh, two running backs in the first two rounds or, or two wide receivers or a running back wide receiver. I see what falls to me, and I'll take whoever I think is going to be best suited for my team and the roster uh, that I want to build and the construction I want to have. And so it really depends on what, what falls. I'd love one of the top four backs to fall. I know that's not going to happen. <laughs> right. Uh, I've done different strategies in the past, and a lot of times I've, I've learned if people are going one way, I like to go the opposite uh, because I think then you get value with the people that have taken, uh, let's say they go running backs uh, crazy in, in the first round like they did last year. There's going to be a lot of wide receiver value um, there. And you can get some running backs usually later. And you can start trends, too, in drafts. You guys know that. Not maybe in the first and second round, but down the road. You can start a trend uh, and psychologically get some players that you want. Yeah, I totally agree with that. When you're at the 10, 11, 12, or the 1, 2, 3, you can really – actually, I actually really like – I mean, personally, I really like the 3 spot and the 10 spot. Because, like you said, John, you can do that. And you can kind of start, start, start moves. But then you can also – you know, kind of, I don't want to say screw over, but you can adjust your strategy, you know, depending on what the 11 and 12 picks have done, right? So if they've been taking all running backs, yeah. heading into the third yeah. round, you're like, all right, I'm popping another receiver here because these guys don't have any. So that, and, and you, you know that as a veteran, yeah. but I mean, it's just it's such yeah. a great, I kind of, I really like those areas. Bulky, do you, do you like that too? Like the 9, 10, well, 3, 4? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, this year, I, if I didn't have 1 through 4, I, I, I like 9, 10. Uh, I also like 9 and 10. And in this kind of draft where you've got the 1.5 in, in the uh, FFPC for the receptions for tight ends, you can't not look at a couple of tight ends uh, early in the second round. I mean, you can do that. It can mess up your draft, though, I'll tell you. It can really mess up either your wide receiver or, or running backs as far as depth goes. So you really have to know the players later in the draft that you can hopefully rely on. And, and yeah. we'll, we're going to talk to KFFSC Commissioner Farrell Elliott here in the, in the next few minutes, yeah. but I can tell you drafting yeah. in Kentucky the last few years, people go crazy over those late first – like they love sitting at the back end of, of the yeah. first round. And, and well, just, they, they do have a three-hour thing. Right. I mean, there For is – Most of us who don't know what that is, that's third-round reversal. Right. It's this archaic concept. Yeah. Yeah. A All right. Of, yeah. We don't need to get into that. <laughs> I've been messing around. Hey, um, I – uh, John, I I, uh, I I didn't – okay, I got uh, some emails in for you this week. Quite frankly, none of them were worth the air, but I did get a DM on well, Twitter. Nice. I'm glad you but, No, I mean, they're, they're just – they're, they're like keeper questions and, and all this other nonsense that's totally specific yep. to their yep. own league, so I don't want to bring that up. But Sean yep. in Dallas actually DM'd me, and he wants to know how you were treating – actually, the Giants, which is interesting – how you would treat the Giants differently if Eli Manning was named the starter or Daniel Jones is named the starter, or is there any – difference at all to me they're boy i'm a eli fan but not for fantasy let's put it that way um he's one of the last quarterbacks i would take now um even without the news he would be and daniel jones uh, maybe even worse uh, to be honest so i think fantasy wise <laughs> if you had to take one of them i'd take i take eli this year daniel jones i don't think is ready 
Uh, and Eli, at least he knows the offense. He can get the ball out. I, I think he's going to have a, a fair year, but I'm not going to take him as one of my three. All right, uh, John, uh, which Patriots running back would you rather have this season? Quick hitter here. Sonny Michelle or James White? White. And why? <laughs> well, main, main reason, I, I love James White, but uh, Michelle's knee bothers me, and where he's being drafted, I mean, they're right back to back. So that, that really, I think it's fair where they're going. I just think uh, he, he just has something special, and he can run the ball. He, and uh, Michelle, to me, can't catch the ball. He, he hasn't proven he can catch it. White is just a stud in, in this kind of a situation, a stud. You know, Dave, uh, we, we do have one final question here for John, but I will, as to John's point, I'll tell, I'll tell the listeners right now, Sony Michelle's ADP, 412, James White's 502. So they are right smack dab next to each other, and you will not get an mm-hmm. argument from us, John. We definitely prefer yep. James White over Sony Michelle as far as where they are going yep. right now. Um, yep. We have uh, we're, we're, we, you've been so gracious with your time uh, here tonight, John. And uh, we do have one final question before we let you go and, and get you uh, have you uh, let you prepare for your your plan of attack for pros versus Joe's. All right, two questions. Yep. First of all, what's your favorite flavor of your own ice cream? Yeah. Oh, pistachio nut. Ah, oh, pistachio nut. nut. Right. I love the, the, the pistachio nut. nut. Yeah. All right, that's fine. We'll, well, we'll with take. chocolate, so I like a scoop of each. Oh, great. <laughs> that's fine too. <laughs> We'll make sure to get a bunch of cones for the for the bucks. Sure, absolutely. All right, so anyway, more seriously, can you give us a guy you're staying away from the early rounds of the season you can't see Melvin Gordon because you already said him, as well as a sleeper that you'll be looking to acquire in the mid to late rounds? Well, one guy, it's uh, to me, and I looked, when I saw his age, it's uh, Kenny Stills. And, you know, he's only 27. He's a guy that you think has been around for a long time, too. But I just think he's fairly steady. And then this kind of a best ball type, of a league, you don't have to worry about starting him or not because he's going to have some really big weeks and then some real poor weeks. And for a late guy would be Taylor Gabriel. I just think he's, he's ready. Uh, Riley Ridley's a rookie. I don't see much from him year one. And I think he's been overlooked a little bit in some of the drafts. And I, I just think he's going to be, he, he just came there from Atlanta last year, learned the system and he's getting along pretty good with Trubisky, and he catches the ball what, over 70% of his targets he catches. And I, those are two guys I'm looking at late. I like it. I like it quite a bit. I've always been a Kenny Stills fan, no question. And I'm a, definitely a John Gifford fan. John, thanks so much well, for joining the show well, tonight. You. This has been a pleasure. Congratulations on all your previous success. Good luck in all your leagues this year, including going for that half million in the FFPC main event. And we'll cover you all live on Pros vs. Joe's on, on Monday night. Best of luck to you in that. I know you're going to do well. Perfect. Thanks so much for joining the well, show tonight, you. dude. You're, you're welcome. Thank you. Say hi to Farrell. Well, we we definitely will. Absolutely. John Gifford, ladies and gentlemen, great man, great man. And uh, love hearing, love hearing you too, man. Love hearing from him uh, tonight here. We'll see you later. We love hearing from him tonight on the high stakes fantasy football hour. What a treat, Dave. What a treat. I know. I, you know, if I were Carol, I would want to probably hang up and I'd be like, you know, I don't want to follow. I can't follow him. Yeah, no, I get that. No question. (laughs) Hey, um, we talked about, uh, at, at the top of the show, um, what's going on with the FFPC main event. What we did not talk about was that there's a midnight draft tonight in the Football Guys Players Championship. We already saw Kern Reeve. He had to duck out of the chat room. Thanks for popping in, Kern, because he had, he had a draft starting uh, in, in, I believe, Football Guys three minutes ago, or maybe it was FFPC. I can't remember. But he ducked out. But the midnight draft tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we want to get everybody in on that. I am commissioning it. So it's very important for me that, uh, that you uh, all join that tonight. And uh, hopefully you can pop on, I think, what is there, six teams, Dave? Yeah, halfway and filled. Halfway filled. we got about th- 90 minutes to go, I believe. Yeah, something like that. So pop on in. I, I always like uh, watching these midnight drafts. Uh, things go awry quite a bit. Is that a word? Did I make up a word? Yes, awry, awry. is a word. Awry is a word. And uh, so I, hopefully you guys can Is pop the show on for that. Connected or what are you doing? No, no, we're good. I'm trying to get our noise. trying to get our next guest here uh, on the air, Dave. And uh, yes, this is like the Whopper from War Games is making noises. Would you like to play a game, Farrell? 
How about global thermonuclear war? That's my favorite game. (laughs) There is is nothing better than that, no question. Um, So great stuff uh, from John Gifford tonight. And we are talking with the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship Commissioner. It is one Farrell Elliott. Farrell, welcome into the program, man. Thank you, guys. We're, we're, we're thrilled because normally, the, you know, I'm, I'm one of the big fans of the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship podcast, and normally you guys are, are recording, well, I guess it's varied. Sometimes it's Sundays, sometimes it's Wednesdays, sometimes it's Fridays. I know you guys got a draft going on right now, and we're very thankful that, uh, that you're popping on our podcast tonight to talk a little bit about KFFSC and, and sort of your football guys teams that you drafted already this year. I've drafted a couple of football guys' teams, and I must say that the second one was better than the first one. And when I take another shot at it, uh, maybe that one will be the real team, Balky. Yes, exactly. Well, you never know. You, you could have drafted the $250,000 team already. We'll see. For, for, uh, we're going to get into the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship shortly. You can always go to kffsc.com to check out all the games and all the leagues that are going on there. Follow them on Twitter at kffsc. Two weeks away. From main event drafts in Kentucky, Farrell, for the online. You guys have, like I said earlier, you've already been cranking out a lot of satellites prior to that, though. It's been a great thing to have the opportunity to have some satellites. It's kept our players engaged so far through uh, June and July, and it, we found some new players along the way. I found that everyone is passionate about fantasy football and wants to draft, so we we provided. And actually, there's a, a draft tonight. We called it the Late Show Draft, and it went off at 1030, and uh, it's got 12 uh, hungry owners in it to uh, sort of uh, sharpen their skills before they head to the KFFSC and then on to uh, Las Vegas in September to be in the FFPC. Yeah, that's one of the other things, too, that the FFPC audience should know is not only is Kentucky sending some of their winners to the FFPC as they have over the last couple of years, but the Kentucky players have had a, a, a good amount of success in the FFPC, you know, hanging around at the top of the leaderboards on the, on the overall for the main event. That's what thrills me. You know, stalwarts like uh, uh, Danny Mueller and uh, Jeremy Roach and, and guys that – uh, John Rozek have all earned bids into the league, but they would be there playing anyway. Uh, the uh, Mike Madden of the world. Uh, well, what does that say? What do you say? Those guys are terrible. Saying all the all the guys that you're mentioning that played Rose, FFPC, Mueller, and they all suck. Rozek, and they're bad. Mueller, yeah, he did. That. That's the scouting report every year on Mueller coming from Dave. But I don't believe that I want to buy into that scouting report. But yeah, our guys loved it. Trevor Holt uh, finished second, runner up by two point three eight points. You'll never forget those numbers. He went out to Las Vegas and uh, won his division. So guys that had never been introduced to FFPC live drafting uh, punched their ticket through our league, and uh, that's always exciting. So you and Roach are your returning defending champs of all the whole the whole thing, right? They are uh, they are drafting tonight, Dave. They've drafted already. They're they've been yes. They are coming. They're each collecting a trophy, and they are thrilled to be headed back to Kentucky. You know, it took us a few years to get to get Danny and Jeremy down here, but I, I think we've got them now. Well, yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, I, I, listen, I was standing next to them last year with all the trophies that they were collecting, and they, didn't even, they, they, had, they needed more arms, Farrell. They, I mean, they, they just they did not have enough arms to carry all the trophies. It was insane. They had a lot of success. Uh, but what we want to talk about tonight, we're going to get into more Kentucky stuff, but Dave has a question about uh, what I alluded to earlier, some of the football guys' drafts uh, that you've done already this year, including the second one that you said was very good and your first-round pick in that draft, Dave. Yeah, you made a really dumb pick. You took Michael Thomas at 12. Oh, my goodness, he's holding out. <laughs> I mean, you yeah, I, I think all the drafters in front of us knew that he was not going to show up. Yeah, very good. I, you know, I just had no clue. <laughs> Would you, anyway, seriously though, would you still be on board? I mean, he has a 12 pick for Thomas. I mean, he's, he's a pretty darn good player. Would you still be on board with that, even though he hasn't afforded the camp yet? Yeah, I think so. And our our idea was to go running backs unless Thomas dropped, and so we were we were quite amazed to find that uh, that he did. So yeah, it'll be a pleasure lining him up uh, uh, every week uh, in and and trying to collect those red zone targets that we predict that he'll get. Uh, yeah, I just like players to come to camp. But call me old-fashioned, but that's just me, you know. So we'll <laughs> see, but I'm sure he's on his way. 
As a player agent, I would imagine you'd want players to be reporting to camp. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, unless it's going to be a big payday and you represent them, then then it's it's a little bit. Yeah, different. that's a good way to get your name in the news. At least say Farrell. It's like, <laughs> oh, agent Farrell, he's pulling this player out. Yeah, right now, uh, right now, I find myself on the other end of it, with just guys begging to get in. So we're, we're dialing the we're dialing the phone very aggressively, and uh, you know, it, it's. Uh, in the old song with James Taylor, he writes, uh, "Sing long letter or send long letters, get back postcards." So I'm, I'm uh, having long conversations, and I'm told they'll think about it, and then I get a short text back. But there's, <laughs> there's magic out there in free agency of the NFL, and damn it, I'm looking for it every minute. Well, well, listen, we're rooting for it, no question. And I know you are rooting for the new, freshly minted, well, I guess potentially starting running back, as we'll see what John Gruden does, but for your beloved Raiders, they took with the 24th pick in the draft this year, in the NFL draft, one Josh Jacobs. Can you tell us a little bit about what kind of season you think he's in for under Gruden, under Derek Carr, and with all the weapons the Raiders have added this offseason? I thought about what that kid must be thinking when Gruden today told him that he had to earn his opportunities. And I, I think he might have looked around and said, well, who else is going to? You know, so that's the reason that well, – was he the third running back we took? Was he our fourth-round pick, perhaps? I'm, I believe he was I, your fourth. Yeah, so, you know, as a third running back, I think he has uh, the opportunity. Naturally, he'll be flexed in the FFPC format. So he, he would likely – outscore what would be a flex receiver is what we're betting on. So I'm hopeful that uh, he gets better as the year goes on. And uh, unlike a lot of rookies, does not hit that wall. Uh, he's, he's, a, he's a big power back, and I'm just very, very hopeful that six, eight touchdowns, 1,200 yards would be in the making and some, some good uh, uh, some, some passes to this player. You know, Jacobs was at that fantasy sports conference. Uh, he really? An interview uh, for about 20 minutes or so. At, at the uh, FSGA conference? Yeah, with Matthew. I didn't know that. With Matthew uh, Barry. Sure. And, uh, yeah, so Jacobs was really nice. Um, like, you know, he came across as a really genuine, nice, genuine, humble young man. Yeah. So, as know, most Raiders do, Dave. For whatever that's worth, he's breaking new ground. <laughs> One of those two people came across as genuine. All right. And just move on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know, I'm just I'm trying. You know, Matthew Barry, I love him. I'm just giving him crap. If he's listening, which I'm sure he's not. He's not. Um, circumventing the globe for that little burn. Let's um one of the one of the te- one of the teams that we've talked with Farrell uh, a lot about, in addition to the Raiders over the years, Dave, has been the Houston Texans. Fine, I'll move on. You're you're getting me into this question. Yeah, and, and and I will say that you know we know Hopkins is good. We know what Deshaun Watson's capable of. But one of the interesting uh, players there, Dave, this year is a receiver, not named Hopkins. You know, I don't need you to lead me into every question. I'm not leading I'm... you in the question. I'm leading the guests into it. All right, Farrell. Give the guest all man. the help he can get. Lead away, Bob. <laughs> hey, Farrell, Kiki QT is an interesting player this season. How good are his chances if he finishes in the top 25 wideout? Question mark. By damn, he better because that Lamar Miller can't find nor stay on the field. So Kuti is my uh, is my pick to collect numbers of of uh, pass receptions. Now he's he's not going to break away with a whole lot of yards. He's not going to be the deep threat, and I don't think he's as exciting as Fuller. But the way that uh, Hopkins clears the field, leaving the underneath available for a team that rarely has found uh, much tight end receiving help is intriguing to me. So I, uh, I hope that uh, Kuti himself can stay healthy and uh, present a consistent target for Watson over the middle. Talking with Farrell Elliott, a longtime FFPC player, the commissioner of the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship. Follow him and the contest at KFFSC. Check it out at KFFSC.com. I have a serious question here, Farrell. I noticed that you took Andy Isabella in both of your football guys' drafts thus far. Now, if Dave Gerzak was not all about Andy Isabella this year, would you have still taken him at the spots you did in those two drafts? (laughs) Yeah, I probably would have taken him earlier if Dave wasn't all about him. But actually, <laughs> actually, no. You know, uh, uh, Dave Gerzak's got a good eye for talent, and I believe that uh, I, I believe there's a lot of things that we will look forward to seeing in Arizona that we may not be pre- 
predicting right now. I see Isabella as a guy that walk, that comes out of the pass-receiving script, uh, creates his own space, and is there to dump the ball down to, and then a guy that can do something with it after he catches it. You know, we're all talking about all the numbers of passes uh, that the quarterback Murray is going to have. I think some of us are forgetting how well he can run. And, I, you know, I think we're looking at a guy here that's going to steal a lot of touchdowns from everyone on this team because he's got the feet to do it. So it's it's going to be a fascinating year out there, and I'd, I'd like to be a part of it. And Andy Isabella, if he's good for Gerzak, he's good for me. He's cheap in redraft, man. He is super cheap. What about that for a Kentucky team name this year? If he's good for Gerzak, he's good for too, me. It's nice. Too wordy? <laughs> too clunky? Okay. we gotta we got to find a way to, to tighten that up. Good for Gerzak, good for me. Um, yeah, I, I love Isabella. You know, my infatuation with Isabella is, is really problematic at this point. I watched a three minute and 36 second video today about, they were interviewing him after the first day of training. Camp. Sure. Yep. And it got into questions like, you know, someone had heard that he was a caddy in, uh, when he was a, when he was a youngster. Right. And, uh, and he talked with about Genunzio and Noonan. Yeah, they actually, they said, yeah. they said, that they're like, uh, like, well, you know, they're like, oh, you're a caddy. And he's like, yeah. And he goes, well, how did you get into that? And he's like, well, my mom just dropped me off at, the, at this club and said, hey, I know this guy. You got a job. And he was like 12. And he goes, go do that. And then the guy's like, oh, give me the driver. And he goes, I don't know what that is. <laughs> and then they asked him, they, they said, do you think it helped you in, um, you know, getting ready for, for football or anything? And he goes, well, I don't necessarily know. I don't know about that. But he goes, I did love two bags up, you know, two golf bags up hills all the time like crazy. So maybe it did, you know. So did, I mean, he's did, just a fun interview. Well, he's a, such a good person. Did he uh, ever caddy? What was it uh, for the Havocamps? Havocamps? Because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that will build character. Whee! Hot damn, I'm hey. hot today. <laughs> Andy right? Isabella and Drew Maselli, my two favorite caddy stories of all time. Oh, oh yeah. Drew Maselli has a lot of good caddy yeah, stories. Yeah, he was a pro caddy. Drew Maselli is a pro caddy. I mean, he is, those stories are fantastic. I want to hear them all this uh, Yeah. Anyway, so speaking of stories, Farrell, I got one for you. Uh, oh, this is good, Farrell. So, uh, Two days ago, I was talking to my wife, Kathy, and, and, uh, and, and she's like... Um, Love that girl. She's very nice. And she goes, what do you... Uh, she goes, uh, and she, we were just talking about August, you know, because she's, she's going to Door County, which is an area of Wisconsin. And she knows that you travel for fantasy. Yeah, she goes, oh, you're going somewhere in August, right? I'm like, well, I don't think so. And she goes, well, where's... You know, and I'm like, well, yeah, late August. And she goes, you're going, are you going to Kansas again? I'm like, what? <laughs> and she's like, Kansas? I'm like, Kansas, what are you talking about? And she's like, Kansas, where you go for that fantasy thing? I'm like, it's Kentucky. <laughs> I've been going there yes. for 12 years now, and she's like, oh, yeah, have fun. She's thinking, care less. Yeah. You should have told her. Well, oh, yeah. she's not concerned about your geographic location, Dave, but, you know, women just don't have the advantages uh, of geography because they did not grow up with baseball cards. And, you know, the baseball cards would tell yeah. you where players were playing in the minor leagues, and you could learn a little bit about it. Hey, Kansas, Kentucky, they play in basketball every year. So, it, you know, it's the same thing as far as yeah. 2020 KFFSC live from Topeka. Can't wait for that. <laughs> I got you not using the uh, track my iPhone. No, 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 absolutely not. She's not. So, so, actually, I do have a real question. Oh, so, go ahead, yeah. So, tell us what has stood out for you in the KFFSC drafts you've watched so far in 2019. Will you ask that question one more? I was pouring some bourbon and I got distracted. Well, right. well yeah. Buffalo Trace and Joy, um, what has stood out to you in drafts so far? And by the way, it's what, what, it's what just, am I seeing? For, like a trend and that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah what's going on? Well, yeah, what's going on? Well, you know, you guys are, are, are really trying to uh, grab as many of these running backs as they can. Even though we have a league – that starts that the mandate that you must start three wide receivers. Uh, by the fifth round, it appears that so many of the top running backs, guys you can count on to play, are already gone. And it's a situation that that doesn't seem that, that seems to be consistent. Uh, guys are waiting on quarterback with the one uh, with one notable exception uh, is our good pal Bobby Butterfield, who's drafting two of them in single-digit rounds. And it, uh, I won't tell you the ones that he's getting. They would be available later, but for some reason, Bobby <laughs> thinks he surely wants to have them. And uh, probably the, the biggest bargains early on, I think, has been Jarvis Landry being around the seventh round. That looks to me like a very impressive bargain. Uh, uh, Fitz, uh, Fitzgerald uh, out of Arizona 
you know, someday the performance has to drop, but right now he's in the ninth and tenth round, and that looks sort of exciting to me. Quarterbacks, very, very late. Rivers, uh, uh, Garoppolo, 15th and 16th round, available late. Uh, guys that should throw for a lot of yards. So that's that's kind of what we're seeing so far. Yeah, and, and for uh, for anybody who's interested, um, I, I'm a big fan of the KFFSC podcast where you can get you know Apple Podcasts, basically anywhere podcasts are available. I enjoy when you yeah yeah absolutely. I um I enjoy when you and, and of course 2011 Kentucky fantasy football state champion uh, overall uh, Justin McCord and then of course Rob Fetcher who's one of the more talented drafters drafting in in Cincinnati and Louisville every single year you guys will will cover live drafts on there for two hours and it's been fantastic you've done it for KFFSC drafts you've done it for football guys drafts that is uh, really riveting. Uh, and, and I really enjoy it. So I hope you guys keep that up. As we look forward, Farrell, to Cincinnati and Louisville, we're looking at, I, I don't, I don't want to say the biggest KFFSC main event ever, but it, it might be as, as, as we're getting closer and closer to it, right? You know, I think, I think so. The, the Cincinnati has surprised me because there's some, some guys that have been uh, talking about playing for a long time that I can tell have jumped in. We were close to a complete uh, sellout there. Our online uh, signups are lagging a bit, but perhaps we can stir that up with this appearance tonight and, and some others in the future. I really am, am pleased that we have the right people in the room, Balky, and a lot of guys that want to show up and, and maximize as, as, as much play as they can. Uh, sometimes it's an economic decision. Sometimes it's a time-based decision, not only on the weekend of drafting, but through the year with how much a, a player can seriously put into managing his teams. And, and I appreciate that when I hear it because guys, uh, you know, they want to do well and, and they don't they don't want to spread themselves too thin. So I can appreciate that. But we've got an affordable pi- price point $300 a team, and we've got a great weekend, and, you know, we want everybody to make the most out of it they can. And, you know, our crew from uh, Appleton, Wisconsin, certainly does and has done it every year, and we uh, we certainly appreciate that. Yeah, I remember back in the day when – boy, this was many, many, many years ago, and I, I had to call Dave for an FFPC-related thing, and um, he, he had told me that – that, um, oh, I'm on the road right now. I'm like, well, where are you on the road from? And it was him and the real Leroy coming back from Kentucky uh, drafting. And I said, well, you drove down to Kentucky to, to do some fantasy drafts? And, and then he told I had never heard of the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship. That's because we didn't invite you. Right, exactly. And then I'm like, this sounds awesome. And then the following year, he couldn't hide it from me. And I said, hey, are you doing that Kentucky thing this year? And he said, what Kentucky thing? And I said, well, you, you drove down to Kentucky last year and you drafted teams. Are you still doing that? Because I'd like to be a part of that. And he said, well, we're taking a two-seater down. I don't think there's room. And so I said, well, listen, you know, I'll drive. It's fine. And then uh, I think Leroy or Dave or somebody felt bad about it. And then I got to go and I was hooked ever since then. And it's, it's always Leroy been. has been living with that guilt for many years because he's been the pilot ever since. And, he has you been. know, at least they didn't send you to Kansas. You know, they, they could have sent you to Kansas. Yeah, well, it's, it's working out and you're doing pretty well. You know, yeah. so you got that. And and uh, are you guys going to host the podcast again from the yeah. uh, showroom there at the, at the Horseshoe? Well, here's here's the thing, Farrell. No, I will I'll be at the barbecue. I will be whether I whether I, I, I with all the beef you know, yeah. Oh, the smoking rye. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll be there. Whether I can drag Dave from the bar, that will be the question. But we will be doing a podcast. Whether Dave's a part of it, I don't know yet. But we will be doing a podcast yeah. live there. I have one question. Uh, more for you, but before I get to that, I do want to touch on as as long as you're on the show tonight, you know you're in the hubbub of the of the University of Louisville area there, and Lamar Jackson has always been one of my favorites uh, ever since I you know when he's not destroying Florida State in college, uh, when he came up uh, to the NFL, I always loved having him for fantasy purposes. Two part question: One, does he take a step forward passing the ball this year and developing his arm on an NFL level? And two, even if he doesn't, does it matter for fantasy because of how successful he is with his legs? 
he he does take a step forward in passing, but it's not going to be enough. And if you want to try to win fantasy ball in the FFPC, the KFFSC, with a running quarterback, uh, you're going to be largely disappointed. I cannot get out of my mind, and you cannot unsee the first half uh, where where uh, a playoff game last year against San Diego where they did not score the ball, uh, and he threw only eight passes. And I'm I'm just not prepared to go into business with Lamar Jackson. Now, somebody wants to have him as their second quarterback, I don't think you're ever going to play him. He'll, he will get drafted here in Louisville a little higher because there's great affection for Lamar. And, you know, even Lamar, I saw a, a, a lift in the media today where he said, you know, I was just really terrible last year. And uh, I would have to agree with him. But, yes, one play's fascinating, one play's terrible. You've got a lot of other quarterbacks that won't do that to you. So I say uh, buyer beware on Lamar Jackson. Buyer beware, Dave. Are you are you bewaring on be, – No, you're wrong. Well, here, here, here's the thing. Once, he gained 10 pounds of muscle. That is true. He did. He said he was too skinny last year. I think the thing yes. with Dave is, is once Kyler Murray's off the board, Dave may not take a quarterback till the 20th because they're all the same to him after that. Whatever. I draft plenty. No, not whatever. I think that's how you feel about it. No, I don't. I draft plenty. There is a danger see. factor of Dave's involvement uh, at the KFFSC this year because uh, we, we have a, a guy that is, is a pleasure to be with, a, a fabulous gentleman. But I just really don't know what kind of uh, influence he is on Dave. And, and, you know, it could affect him. That's when the, the aforementioned Drew Maselli shows his face for the first time live. He's not coming. Yes, he is. Oh, he's, uh, the, uh, the hotel is reserved. The air tickets have been purchased, and he will be there. Oh, oh my man. goodness. Um, Look out, Louisville. Mr. Dave might have to uh, Mr. Dave is going to rise now. <laughs> Mr. Dave is going to be like, like once we hit the, once we cross over from Illinois to Indiana, that's what Mr. Dave is. All right, let's crack a few open on the way down uh, here I on I-65. Do I don't ever do that. No, you don't, but Mr. Dave will. Oh, first of all, it's Dr. Verzak and Mr. Dave. So yeah. it always starts out as Dr. Verzak. So right. You, you can't. Mr. Dave doesn't show up to do anything. Mr. Dave decision. is going to be tossing back double captains and brisket at the smoke and rye, and then show up to the auction all plowed. I'm just going to skip the auction. <laughs> I'm not on purpose. Leroy, just take it over. Anyway, so, Terrell, if anyone wants – by the way, this whole event sounds like total crap. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Based on this conversation, if, I mean, this is – no one wants to go to this. If anyone wants to check out the live Kentucky Fantasy Football Championship this year, What's the best what way? What would you suggest yeah. that they do? Call your phone number, 502, and change whatever the number is? Yeah, get the change part right because that's what makes it work. 523-5057. We have this fabulously new website. If you go to www.kffsc.com, you can uh, sign up for all the leagues you want, and uh, I'll give you a call and ask you to pay for them, and that'll be a blast. So, you know, it, it – uh, if you want to play, you know, you can you can come here to play and you'll be playing against the best. There's a lot of FFPC guys that would like to, uh, you know, like to sit down at a 12-team league and see what they could do with Mr. Dave or Dr. Gerzak, whichever one of the guys shows up. Preferably and Dr. So, Gerzak. Uh, you know, so it'd be great. So, yes, sir, thank you for that, Dave. That's how you do it. And, you know, we if you can't get here, we're a month out. If, you, if it's too late to make plans – uh, we have 20 online main events uh, available, uh, and I hope we'll sell out most of them, and we'd love to have you draft that way too. And, and some of the prizes include FFPC main events. That's right. So yeah. that's really cool that you can win your way into, you know, if you, if you place in the Kentucky Fantasy Football Championship, and by the way, $15,000 is a new grand, grand prize. prize. 15 grand this year, yeah. Yeah, it's a huge grand prize considering the entry fee. And if you win a main event uh, for the FFPC, you you know next year half a million dollar grand prize. Uh, you know unless we really fall short this year, and then we'll be back. All right, we don't need to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to win. There's a lot to do. But I tell you what, no matter what you, uh, no matter what your result is, if your teams. Uh, seem to look like mine, which is the Polish cavalry attacking the uh, Nazi tanks, uh, then you will basically still be able to say, you know what, I had one hell of a good time, and I'm going to uh, saddle up and give it another try. You've, we've, we've got a lot of repeat players. It's being our 17th year. 
Uh, we've got guys that have been coming longer than they can remember. And, uh, yeah, we got a lot of winners in the room, so come on in down here and take a chance of beating some of them. KFFSC on Twitter, KFFSC.com, 502-523-5057 is where to reach Farrell. Farrell, I, I say this every year. It is it is my highlight of the draft season to come down to Kentucky, hang out with all of, of, of the people I only get to see once, maybe twice a year for the guys that come out to Vegas. It is such a blast. It is such a great way to spend a weekend in August. And for some of the players, they get to do it twice because they'll go to Cincinnati the previous weekend and then Louisville the following weekend. Plus, main event draft starting in less than two weeks here at uh, kffsc.com. Farrell, it has been a pleasure. I hope to see you at Mile of Music up here in Appleton, Wisconsin, coming up uh, shortly uh, next week. And uh, if I don't, it, it's probably because Dave is cracking the whip and i got to commission a bunch of drafts, but I will do my best to make it out. In any event, I will see you in Louisville. You mean you're not coming? Well, I'm going to try. I'm going to see what happens. I don't what are you know. talking about? You're, not, you're coming. Okay, well, I guess I'm coming. I will see you, you at Mile of Music. There you room. go, buddy. You're in. in the hotel room if you have to. All right, there you go. So I, I, will, you are I, will, I will see you at Mile of Music, and I will see you in Louisville. Thanks so much for popping on the show tonight, dude. Thank you, gentlemen. See ya. Farrell Elliott, follow him on Twitter at KFFSC.com. Check out the website at, uh, excuse me, KFFSC.com. Follow him on Twitter at KFFSC. I was going to ask, I don't think I've got that five-letter domain name. That's well, I mean, it is possible, you understand. Like, it's not, uh, it, it's not impossible to do that. I, I don't know why you're always astounded with, with, with something like that. Try and, you know, go to GoDaddy and pick five random letters and see if you can pick up a domain name. Uh, I'm not going to do that right now. I will not do that right now. That is going to do it for our show, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank John Gifford, Farrell Elliott, Dave Gerzak, the FFPC, Rob Bryce, and, of course, each and every one of you. Dave, let's do this again. We'll, we'll resume on Friday. Does that sound good? Yeah, let's skip the PVJ stuff. Let's we go. cannot skip the PVJ stuff. We will be back <laughs> Sunday night, 8, 7 Central, for the Pros versus Joes You Will Lose, League Number 4. Former, you can catch these uh, guests, former HSFF Hour guests in action. It is Brian Petrunik, Mike Edelman, Bipland Bandel, as well as three other FFPC Joes that we're very excited to talk about and see what they do. The pros, the athletics, Jake Seeley and Michael Salfino. Evan Silver from EstablishTheRun.com. Silver. Uh, Silva, excuse me. Yeah, it he's is one of our good buddies. It is Evan Silva. Right. Evan Silver from EstablishTheRun.com. <laughs> Evan Elvin Silver. Yeah, you sound a little Bill Cosby-ish there. Elvin. Elvin! I kept the jello pudding pops and the pie and the, the flibbly flab and whatever. So that is... That's uh, better than your Trump, by the way. Thank you. I, I disagree. I think his Trump is much better than his Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby, great American, always support him, but I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message. Uh, this is uh, uh, very exciting because we're going to have Matt Schauf, a former co-host, of this show from DraftSharks.com. Four for four is John Paulson. Uh, my buddy from, uh, from uh, Rotoballer, Josh Hayes, is going to be on uh, as well. So that is what uh, is going to make up the pros. That's going to be a very exciting draft. Um, check out the Maiden Dynasties. Check out all the uh, FFPC best ball leagues at myffpc.com. It's, uh, I mean, I, I've never, you know, I've been with the organization for, I don't know, what, 12 years now or whatever. I've never seen drafts fill as fast as they have been at all levels this year, Dave. Yeah, I know. It's pretty impressive, actually. By the way, we might get you a, like a, a cross pen or something for the 12 years, of, so thanks. Oh, well. We got to go to Things Remembered, though, and, uh, and pick it out. I know the people that own that place. Nice. So, so we're all set on yeah, that. We'll get you the, 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 nickel, the nickel one, find out the stainless steel. It's a little bit expensive. Hey, nickel's better than wood. So I'm, I'm down for that. The nickel cross pen. Hey, one other thing I forgot to mention at the top of the show tonight, the FFPC mobile Android app, now available exclusively, exclusively at, at myffpc.com. You want the FFPC Android app? There's one Don't go to Google Play for crying out MyFFPC.com. You can check out the FFPC blog as well as our Twitter and Facebook accounts. The link is there. You can download that. You can, Dave, correct me if I'm wrong, deposit funds. Register for leagues and draft on that. I believe you can also manage your leagues from that app. Yeah, you can well. do it all. You can do it. Well, uh, yeah. I'm not sure about waivers. I, I don't know. Oh, I thought it was okay. Well, I think you can. I think you can. I I was under the impression you could. I was also under the impression about some other things about this app, and I was wrong. Yeah, so, that's my fault. I should have been. It's you not your fault. I, I I don't want to get this. Yeah, Blitzmania already. We've already argued about it. Not please. on Google Play. Actually, we didn't argue at all. I apologize. My, my bad. Um, best ball Superflex double ups available at myffpc.com. 
And one other final announcement as we uh, let you bid you adieu so you can sign up for that Midnight Football Guys draft, which currently has four spots available. Starts in less than an hour. Check that out. If you sign up for the FFPC main event and you are waiting on your main event draft slots, no need to email us. Monday, you will be getting an email from us with where you are drafting at Planet Hollywood or online. You will get your main event draft slot coming up on Monday. So that will be very exciting for you. We'll talk to you again Sunday night at 8, 7 Central for Pros vs. Joe's. This has been another episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com that was broadcast live and heard around the world. Eric and Dave will be back next week with more analysis, interviews, and advice from a guest much smarter than they are. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you again next week. We're on the floor, even more so if we on tour. Me and E explore the country, wondering about the evening before. Trying to explain where the time went. Well, other rappers find a studio to grind in. You know, it, it's been a while since we had two guests on, and normally I preview what's coming up next Friday, and I and I won't um, spoil it too much because we have live drafts coming up on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday of, of this week for Pros versus Joe's Day. But I, I have a feeling that come this Friday, people are going to be so enamored with our two-hour live draft coverage, they're going to ask for another one. So coming up next Friday, oh, no. be ready. Shut up. Potentially... <laughs> Two hours worth of a live, not pros versus Joe's, but a football guys players championship live draft. We might get the whole thing in. Sweet. Ten, excuse me, nine eight central next Friday. We're going to go on an hour early, but more to come on that. Eight seven central is where the place to be is here on BlogTalkRadio.com, and we will bring you the pros versus Joe's number four live on Sunday night. Have a great weekend, everybody. Talk to you Sunday night. <laughs>